0: Shalom! Welcome to this episode of Wand's World. I'm your host Juan Soda, and today we will be taking a look at forbidden love. If you could call it love anyway. Um, it's a little bit more of a case of necrophilia but we'll get to that later. Before, <laughs> before we get to that I'd like to talk about our charity of the month a little bit. Be remarkable. If you haven't listened to my last podcast we're starting to little thing here where I talk about a charity every month and I just give some information on how you can donate. So yeah, this month's charity is Be Remarkable. They're helping to end the stigma centered around mental illness and teenagers and adults. And they got this really cool thing going on uh, on their Instagram where they give examples of celebrities and famous people who have had uh, mental health issues and just what they've suffered from and talking about their mental health issues. Which is really cool, I think. I think that's an awesome thing to do, so uh, shout out to them. And alright, let's get started on the subject at hand. So, in 1930, a man named Carl Tanzer was living in uh, Key West, Florida. He had migrated here, and uh, he was working as a radiologist. When he stumbled across this woman named Elena Hoyce. So, she was checked in for tuberculosis, which at the time that was deadly, you know. 1930s a lot could kill you cough a sneeze hippos were still deadly back then you know hippos are like i'm pretty sure they've killed more people than alligators and sharks combined statistically i don't 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 check me on that but i'm pretty sure that's legit if you've ever seen a hippo move underwater it's the freakiest thing ever because that thing's so huge when it's coming at you and everyone's playing hunger, hunger hippos. You just see them big old jaws moving up and down in the waters. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. I'm surprised Louisiana doesn't have anything like that. But uh, Pablo Escobar actually uh, screwed over Colombia with the whole hippo thing. Because when he got incarcerated, his personal zoo that he had, that he had uh, hippos transported in, they actually escaped. So there's a issue right now with uh, Colombian hippos Because they started mating and they made babies and eventually those babies made babies with other hippo babies, no incest hippo babies They're having a real issue with that right now, which is kind of funny out of all the things Pablo Escobar could have done to bring issues to Colombia, which he did one of them was a hippo overpopulation There has to be some sort of irony in that I'd imagine but anyway, I Don't even know how we got to that topic But, he was working as an x-ray technician where Ellen went, and as a child, Tanzler had this dream where a dead relative showed him a woman he'd meet one day, a Spanish woman, that woman he thought was Ellen. So, he, uh, like anyone would do, he convinced his parents to uh, set up x-ray machine at their house. He stood the night, and he would always make medicines and all that. And by the way, Ele- Eleanor was 21 years old. She already had a husband that had left her. And they were technically still legally married until she died. Which, you know, that's important. You'll well, you'll see why. Tanzler was 55, and German. And by the way, Tanzler had a wife. He was married at this point. Yeah, he uh, left his family... And was telling her about all these great accomplishments he had. That he was this great man. He was a count. Which to me all that really means is he was a vampire. But it probably means like doctor or something cool like that. I don't know. And he was obsessed with her. So he tried to cure her. And he tried to use all these crazy different medicines. He'd just kind of make it his house. By the way he was a radar technician. He wasn't even like a like a witchcraft doctor or nothing like that. He was just throwing together stuff. That's not good for anyone who's taking a combination of medicines, I'm sure you can relate. So he continued to you know, try and hit on her and try to give her offerings and stuff while she was div- dying of tuberculosis. And I'm sure his uh, concoctions of drugs didn't help either. Thankfully it wasn't a Bill Cosby concoction. She was just trying to survive and he kept offering her stuff and eventually she died of tuberculosis one year later 1931 so he had her funeral paid for and had this a monument kind of built for her on her grave and so he actually had a phone installed so he could talk to her which i don't know how those conversations would go i don't really want to know pretty one sided jeez what does that remind you of i don't know so two years after her death, he moved his bo- moved her body to his home. And uh, he just put her in a wagon, like a little red wagon. Like in the Calvin Hobbes skits where they're riding down the mountain. Like he just threw her body in one of those. And that was two years. I don't know how much composition a, bo- a human body can do in two years, but I'd imagine it's a lot. Like an unrecognizable amount. Like if, if you saw someone two years after they died... After they were buried. I don't think they'd be looking the same. Or even. Pleasant to look at. It probably smelled like death too. Literally. So. Tanzer kind of filled the body with rags. He kind of just stuffed her up. Stuffed her face up. Which I'm pretty sure there was some accessible holes. In her face. Probably her eye holes. Whatever. Because. Again. She was dead. And. Decomposed. So He. Secured her bodies with wire, uh, mended her skin, and uh, replaced it with wax and plaster. And there's pictures of the body, and they're pretty disgusting looking. Like, he basically encased her body in another body. But even worse, he made some private parts for the body for necrophiliatic purposes. I don't even know where to start with that. That's just kind of disgusting very disgusting actually that's terrible and, you know, he, he had a wife and kids and nope he was set on just this dead body ugh, uh, ugh. anyway he dressed her in clothes and uh, made a wig of her own hair he actually got the hair from the mother of the girl who gave it to him as a gift after she died which i don't I don't, in 1930s, like, hair was probably, like, the third most valuable thing they had, like, next to gold and steel. It was probably gold, steel, and then hair, because they did not have a lot back then, especially in Florida. And hair is probably still the most valuable thing, the third most valuable thing in Florida, next to, like, In-N-Out Burger, which they don't have, so that's pretty valuable. And... I don't know, like a Waffle House or something. Uh, but it's it's probably third. Hair comes after In-N-Out Burger and Waffle House. So, yeah. Um, he put glass eyes in the thing. Perfume for the smell of the rotten body inside of his encasing. Threw some clothes on her and bada bing, bada boom. Just like new. You know when they tell you all the car is is just a, just a body and you can make a whole new shell? Or like... Like a hermit crab, like you just put it in a new shell and it's all brand new. That doesn't really work for human bodies. The story just kind of gets crazier from there. He's uh, making the noddies to a, a dead body. And he is also planning to build a rocket to shoot her into space to bring her back to life. I kid you not, this was his goal. And this only works for Superman. And or no other being on the face of this earth. Because that is ridiculous. There's not even any religious standpoint to stand behind, like, that could resurrect someone. Like, he was just, like, doing the math in his head, and he's like, that sounds about right. Sounds like the sensible thing to do, just rocket up her body into space. And from the looks of it, it literally just looks like like a wood airplane you'd buy in, like, the 50s. There's pictures of it, you just have to look up uh, the name of the guy... Uh, Carl Tanzler and go to images on Google and you'll see the images of the dead body too. So be very weary of that. Well, you've gotten this far in the podcast, so you're probably obviously interested. But yeah, he was about to rocket that thing into space to bring it back to life. By 1940, after he'd had the body for like seven years, Elena's sister went to Tanzler's house and she found the body. Just sitting in bed, just laying there. Just uh, waiting for him to come back home. She had dinner on the stove and everything. So when the the police took her, I'm sure she was a little upset about that. Um, He was arrested, but then the uh, statute of limitations on grave robbing had already passed. So I guess necrophilia was not a crime back then. Which is... Now you know that, but... Is it even a crime now? Like, I'd imagine it is. It has to be. And if it is, is there statute of limitations on it? Like, did they learn from this? Because in Florida, I'd imagine necrophilia is, like, loud. I mean, it's Florida. But in the other parts of the country where we don't do that to corpses, is that allowed? I don't know. But anyway, the body was uh, removed, and they put it at a local funeral home. And there was a huge spectacle of people who came to see it, like 6,000 people. A lot of the press actually chose to romanticize what had happened between the the two people, I mean, the guy in the dead body. I mean, to be honest, it's probably, it's probably be a better love story than uh, Bella and Edward in Twilight. After all, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like, he's undead. She's not dead. He's kind of dead because he's a vampire, but she's not dead at all. He's like a 100 years old. She's not a 100 years old at all. He looks like he's in high school but he's not. Why would he stay in high school if he was been alive for that long? What what was the reason that's kinda creepy? Like he's that old and he doesn't look that old so he goes to the high school anyway. That's pedophilia icky Alright, but anyway. So for the rest of the life, Carl Tansler longed for Elena. He wanted his dead body back, because, I mean, he built the thing. He at least wanted, like, a return policy or something. Like, even Walmart gets that. Like, I wonder if they gave him a receipt for it. Yeah. It was buried in an unmarked grave, so he couldn't do it again. And he had a doll of Elena. And uh, his wife actually took him back, by the way. So he either hid that in his house, or she knew he had it. He just didn't care. So, basically, he was living with the doll of the woman that he dug up and slept with. That's pretty freaky deaky, if you ask me. Like, Annabelle's scary, but some dude who do that in, like, like, okay. You dug her up once, then you proceed to make a shell casing for her decomposing body. And you talk to it. And you fall in love with it. But then you have the nerve to make another doll over? Like, the second time doesn't make sense. One time you undig a body and fall in love with it, then yeah, you know, whatever, I'll give you that. But the second time you do it, I I don't know what to tell you, man. That's, That's some serious issues. Like, there's no saving from that. Like, one body, yeah. Two bodies, like, I can't help you, dude. Like, what do you you're you're a lost cause. That yeah, that's pretty pretty sad to be honest. Anyway, Halloween's coming up. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I got some good plans for some episodes to see what we got. Look up some more true scary stories. I, mean, I really had time to think of uh, or get any more any more stories to uh, broadcast. I was kind of preparing for this one for a while, but definitely I'm looking forward to doing some more. We have a few weeks left in October, you know, in that time I'm going to try and get you guys some quality scary content, and then in November we'll probably uh, get some guests on, I really want to get some guests on in November, December, try and and expand it, get some interviews in so you guys don't get tired of hearing my voice, and only my voice, Uh, I promise I'll be getting some new voices in here sometime soon, and, yeah. Be sure to check out my social medias, by the way. I always forget to shout those out. But my Instagram is WandsauceRiding, and my Twitter, which I just just made a few weeks ago, is Juan's World Podcast. So be sure to go be sure to go check those out, and uh, be sure to just subscribe to the podcast. You know, I'm on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and I'm really really looking forward to what the future has for this podcast. And, I promise we won't talk about necrophilia that much. This is just a special occasion, if you'd call it that. Alright, well, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I'll catch you guys next time.